Thank you for listening to the Starburns Audio Podcast Network. We have so many great comedy shows to add to your playlist. Just last week on Starburns Audio, on New Player Has Joined, Keith and Jesse talked to Dr. Christopher Hale about getting involved with the Sister District Project. They also discuss fascism and gaming and Echo the Dolphin. On The Boogie Monster, Dave Stone and Kyle Kinane talk about exploration and treasure hunting, the protests, and redefining policing. On Office Hours Live, Tim Heidecker, DJ Doug Pound, and Vic Berger are joined by Thundercat and Z from Black Socialists in America. Listen to this episode to find out how you can help Office Hours raise funds for the Black Lives Matter Global Fund. Search Starburns Audio on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any podcast platform for a full list of our shows. Featuring hosts like Monet Exchange, Bob the Drag Queen, and Amanda Seals. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Starburns Audio. Enjoy the show. And remember, stay safe, stay healthy, and keep laughing. Hey guys, thanks for listening to Kind of Dating, the comedy dating podcast where I, your host, Natasha Chandel, and some cool guests break down the dating world and try to figure out why the fuck do we all have commitment issues? Today's topic is, is it time to change your single ways? I don't know. Let's find out. Hello, friends. I'm Natasha Chandel, and you're listening to Kinda Dating. I'm here with the beautiful Aisha. Hi, guys. Hello. How are you holding up? <laughs> I'm holding up. I'm, you know, hunkering down, all that good stuff. Yeah. And we have Adam here. Hey, everyone. Good to hear you. <laughs> see you and hear you digitally. Um, this is our third Zoom podcast from our homes. Um, where we are safely social distancing. I don't know why I'm talking in an announcery voice, but that's what we're doing right now. <laughs> um, friends, if you like today's episode, please remember to subscribe subscribe to the podcast wherever you get it and leave us a five-star rating or review. Also, since you got nothing else to do right now, you know, take out your phone, check that social media and follow us. We are at Kind of Dating across the board. Aisha, where are you at? I am at Aisha Says Dance across the board. Adam? I'm Adam Pineless across the board. I always go last because I'm fucked up. Not across um, the board. I am uh, at Natasha Chandel on Instagram, Natasha underscore Chandel on Twitter, Natasha Chandel official on Facebook. Okay. We have an awesome guest on our show. I've been on his podcast twice, The Cliff Dorfman Show. Um, I have writer-producer Cliff Dorfman from Entourage and Warrior and so, so many other titles I can't even because you're a fucking G. What's up, Cliff? Hey, Natasha. How are you? Hey, Aisha. Hey, Adam. How's everybody? This is my first Zoom, so I am a virgin. Hey, and it's not my first time taking a man's virginity, so... (laughs) That would help you lead right into it. There you go. You know? Glide right in. Big fan of that backdrop. Killing it. Listen, I'm on the set here at at, at my bedroom. (laughs) (laughs) I just got to try and make it like it's a thing. You know, I'm very happy to be here. You at least tried to hide it. I was like, yeah, whatever. I tried, but it worked. Too much work. Uh, Okay. Um, I'm, I apologize friends if you keep hearing me sip tea, but I'm sipping tea, um, as we do this. Cause you know what? 
fuck it. I'm home. <laughs> um, so we're talking today about is it time to change your single ways? And the reason for this episode was because we were talking about it. I talked about it on Cliff's show a little bit. We talked about it a little on the podcast of like, you know, I was saying commitment phobes everywhere are probably regretting their shitty decisions right now um, because they could have had a quarantine bay um, if they made better choices. Mm. And it was so funny because when I posted that, a bunch of dudes like hit me up, like really butt hurt. Like <laughs> I'm not, I don't have commitment phobia. I was like, well, I never said if, if you're just single people because you're happy and you're content, then this doesn't apply to you. <laughs> but there are people who admittedly are like, oh fuck, I fucked up. Um, look at me, I, I already fucked up. I have a <laughs> call happening. You're interrupting my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta go. Answer this phone. Um, <laughs> um, so I was saying that like, there are a lot of people who are uh, definitely hurting right now because they don't have anybody. Are any of you guys those people? <laughs> I don't know about hurting, but being inside my own head a lot, there's a lot of thinking and overthinking and tinges of loneliness. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I, and I'm curious what that, what that has been for you. I mean, I could tell you what has been for me. Yeah. Um, if I want to know what it's been for you after, so yeah, it's been interesting. Um, I re I I have downloaded, deleted and re-downloaded apps so many times. It's been ridiculous currently back in the download phase. So I don't know, just sort of working on working on getting over that and just committing. I'm going to talk to you about that because I saw your Twitter. I saw your tweet. I know. Right. (laughs) What about you? Um, let me see. Is it hitting me, the loneliness? Or do you want me to answer the first question, which was, the am I a commitment film? That, oh. that answer is no. I was a guy, or had been a guy for a long time, I was like in love with uh, falling in love. Mm. So, you know, that was the hitch for me for a very long time until I, you know, beat it slash evolved it out of me. So I chose the loneliness path, but now it's getting a little fucking grating. Mm. I'm like, damn, I wish I had evolved a little, like three months earlier. Right. So I could jump into something healthy. And it's funny, right? Because I think, I mean, why do you guys think it feels a little bit more um, emphasized, I guess, right now? Because I think like, I think people are feeling it maybe more because you can't have any interaction. Uh-huh. Like, I think before you could still sort of fill in some space and void by just talking to your friends and, and doing just doing things like even seeing your family or something. But right now, I think not having any of that really kind of just makes this whole experience like just even more intense. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I think that's it. Totally. Um, yeah. Like I was saying, it's just so much being inside your own head. Even if you're like living with other people and not like totally alone, there's still like a big loneliness factor to it. Mm-hmm. And there's just too much time to think <laughs> and not enough distractions. Um, and I think that now just people are realizing, oh, 
having someone else to maybe unload all these things with would be nice. Maybe. Also, like, I think that with um, the, there's people that you know and you see and maybe, you know, we all take for granted that we see them all the time. And the minute that we are um, wanting to see someone like that, like, you know, in, in my case, even my grandmother, like she lives in town now and it's cool that we live in the same city for the first time, but I don't get to see her at all because really she can't trust that I don't potentially have it. Uh, I can't trust that she doesn't potentially have it. I will say it's unlikely that she has it, hopefully. Uh, but you know, it's just like, uh, I don't know. It's weird. Cause it's not like we're not trustworthy people. We're still the same people we've always yeah. been. Yeah. And there's also this like unknown factor, right? Like we don't know how long this is going to last. Are we ever going to be able to see other people again? Like, I don't know. So there's like a lot of just outside fear too, that comes along with this weird situation. Yeah, well, I, sorry, Cliff, you were about to say something. Well, I was going to say uh, in response to something Adam said. Adam, you said it was your aunt you're talking about? Well, I was saying my grandma, but, grandma, you know, okay. fam- family, you know. Yeah, that's what I was saying. So your grandma, I think that you, what you touch upon is a twofold thing, or really a threefold thing, and I, I wonder how it affects women as opposed to men, because it's uh, the idea of three things that are happening. We can't see people we'd like to see in a non-dating, platonic way, family, friends, you know, the human contact. Mm -hmm. Two, there's a very, very strong sexual component to it all, whether you're masturbating or not. (laughs) It's it's a strong sexual component that you're not having fulfilled or it's overload with the person you're in quarantine with. But let's go with the not being fulfilled part. And then there's the emotionality of someone to hold at night. And then I think with guys, we get all that shit confused up here, you know? So I wonder how that reaction is going to come across to, you know, women. It's like, is it going to come out as an explosion or as a, as a whimper, but it's going to come out. Thank you all for listening to kind of dating. If you already subscribed, great. We love you. If you're not get on it, go to that podcast app on your phone, computer, whatever, and hit the button now. So you can get your fix weekly. Side effects include laughing your ass off, sorting out your shit, and finding true love. Isn't that what we all want? That's definitely, um, I'm very curious about how that's going to go once we can actually interact with people. But I, I am hoping that people use this time to do the things and feel uncomfortable. Like in Aisha's case, for example, it's like, oh my God, I realize if I do want to get out there, I got to get on some apps. And then when you do the app thing, you're like, oh my God, this makes me so uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And it's like sort of that idea of like, hey, this is probably the best time ever to sit with the uncomfortableness and not feel as exposed. Right. Because nobody gives a fuck. Like you're, (laughs) nobody's watching you, you know, I know that feeling like, let's say, for example, with apps where you go on and like Bumble was something that always made me a little uncomfortable because it's like, oh, as a girl, you have to initiate. (laughs) And we're so mentally society has trained us that the man initiates. And if he likes you, then he initiates. And now the woman has to put herself out there. And so there's such a mind fuck which I think Aisha might also feel like, right, with Mm -hmm. me. And 
But then when you come back on like the other ones, like Hinge or whatever, it's just that idea of like, oh my God, what if somebody doesn't message me back? Or like, I like somebody and they don't like me back. And some shift that I started making was like, I started thinking about it the way guys do and going, ah, fuck it, it's a numbers game. And being like, if somebody gets back to you, they do. And if they don't, fuck them. Like, not like, fuck you, just like, fuck it. You know, (laughs) who gives a shit? I don't know you, you don't know me. And you can't like everybody or, or people are just going through their own shit. Like Cliff, I told you on your podcast, like my, my hinge was blowing up and, mm-hmm. but, but I was like, I'm not talking to anybody right now. Cause I'm seeing somebody else, but those people don't know that. So yeah. they're all sitting there going like, how come she's not talking to me? Maybe she doesn't like me. And I'm like, it's not that I don't, well, I don't know you to not like you <laughs> or like you. I just currently am occupied and I prefer to just keep on one track right now, you know? You know what I've done that I, I found very helpful in that situation Yeah, uh, is I've put on my, uh, I'm only on two apps, but I, I've put on both of them that Which I give. Which ones? Uh, well, um, <laughs> uh, Raya and uh, um, what is the other one? Uh, Tinder. Look, that's so cool. He's on Raya. Awesome. <laughs> But I put on it that I only have, like, I said, you know, in a nice way, I don't remember the exact wording, but I said, I unmatch after, like, if once we match of 24 hours to, like, respond, it doesn't mean you have to open. But if I say something, then you got 24 hours. And if you don't, it's not anything bad. I'm just going to unmatch because it, it, it removes the window shoppers. That's mm. cool. Yeah. And yeah. it's not an angry thing. It's just, hey, I'm, I'm over it. You know, I'm not over it. It's like you said, fuck it, not them. Though I, I will I will say in in defense, like the Please. person I'm seeing right now, uh, I didn't respond to him right away, but that wasn't because of anything. I just didn't check the app or something like that. Like I, I just got behind or I think maybe I was sick at the time or I don't I don't remember. I just didn't get back to him for like four days. <laughs> yeah. Before quarantine yeah. though? He nicely gave me a shot. <laughs> um, but I think like right now we're also seeing because people are trying to fill a void, like Whitney Cummings put a, a really funny tweet, which was like, no matter what you're going through right now, don't contact your ex. Mm-hmm. Like have <laughs> you guys thought about it? No. <laughs> I got, I've been hit up by a couple of mine. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. I was going to ask single ladies if, if the, you know, and I say that in a, you know, uh, ironic way, single ladies, I, you know, I, it sounds so lame, but yeah, there you go. Thank you. Thank you for helping me on that. But I ask you, do you, do you guys get more, had the texts, like random texts gotten like aggressive from dudes, like sexually, like, Hey, what are you up to? What do you wear? Like, is it like a me? Like, is it gotten past the point of like, well, I've been in quarantine too long. I'm just going to write ridiculous shit. It hadn't until like literally today. <laughs> really? What happened? <laughs> Somebody yeah. was just like, he hit me with the, do you have a Snapchat? And I know, you know what that means. What yeah. you want on Snapchat for? Yeah, right. oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had somebody, um, I had somebody, but that was right in the beginning to get me was like oh you you were always because he's always been trying to get me on like like snapchat for video mm-hmm. and i i never do it and he was like well because and before i would always be like hey i'm at work i'm at work i'm at work i'm at work sure. and now he's like well i know you're not at work so <laughs> and now i've just literally ignored 
yeah. I just ignored it. I was yeah. like, Listen, I'm not fucking, cause I, I just don't want this back and forth. Um, but I think most people are scared of me. So I don't think others have, would attempt to say dumb shit. Um, <laughs> but this one person, you know, can't control exes. <laughs> oh, it's an ex. Well, it's like a flex. Oh, okay. Got it. So Cliff, just I think so you also, know, flexes are people that I've, you know, just had fun with sort of thing. I was just going to ask. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, great. Thanks. I think also right now, like a lot of people are seeing the extra time and also the knowledge that other people are largely at home <laughs> and they are reaching out to people to catch up who haven't spoken in a long time. You know, uh, there's a couple friends of mine that moved away that I hadn't spoken to in probably six or eight months and I called them and, you know, we all caught up and that was nice. You know, um, I think that because of that, there's also probably an uptick in people reaching out and then you start questioning the motives, you know, depending on that first text, is it, you know, something which is just like, Hey, just want to see how you're doing. You know, it's been a long time and I wish you the best. Or is it like, you know, Hey, be wearing, what are you wearing <laughs> or something? You know. I mean, do you ever fuck with people when they do that shit? When they're like, Oh, what are you wearing? Like I would just like if somebody once tried to get me to sext him and then I sent him like a meme of a chick with like giant hairy arms, like, <laughs> I was like, oh, here's a selfie. Um, Can't wait. Depends on the guy. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess, so, you know, has, has any of this um, made... <laughs> you guys sort of think about, you know, when we're talking about changing the ways a little bit, bless you, Aish. um, Is it made you think about the kind of person you would prefer to be kind of riding this with right now? Or is it just sort of anybody? Like what has, what has been some of the specifics of the changes you've been sort of experiencing? Like Aish, for you, is it just, hey, I, I need to get out there. Yeah. A cliff for you. Is it like a type of person or is it both? Is it all the things? Yeah, I think for me, it's a combination of I need to get out there and I've blown it before previously um, with a specific person. So it's a kind of like, all right, well, let's um, let's try to widen this net now and get out of my comfort zone and figure out what's going on with me. <laughs> Cliff, what's been your sort of experience? Well, like I said, it's been interesting for me because I had taken all this, you know, this time off from, from dating at all, you know. I remember. It's it, so now it's really kind of, if it wasn't narrowed down previous to going into this quarantine, it's absolutely narrowed down. But I will answer the first part of your question, which is the main thing I think is that I'm actually going to go out more mm-hmm. after this. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, age appropriate places. I'm not going to like my buddy's clubs, but I'm going to, you know, like I want to go somewhere where I can meet a real human being and actually not be on an app and not have to virtually build a false sense of intimacy with, with someone that I don't know if it's even going to work in real life. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's a really good point. See, like, I guess, and, uh, Cliff, I know you also, like you said, you, you spent some time where you were like, Hey, I I don't want to date. And that was me for like a year before this. I was in like a phase of like, Nope, I just need to recalibrate Mm -hmm. and really figure out what I want. And, um, and I think like, I keep sort of saying this to, to our listeners that 
for everybody's time in life comes a different, like, obviously it, it comes in different times, but it usually comes out of a crisis. Like mm-hmm. I have always made a certain change when a major crisis happened. Like when I was in an abusive relationship after I came out of that, I was like, oh, wait, not time to rethink the kind of person. Then when I went through commitment phobia, I was like, oh, fuck it. Like, I don't feel happy anymore. Just fucking random dudes that I don't care about. I need to rechange, you know, I need to change the way I approach things. And, and then after going through a bunch of like serious relationships and still kind of coming, I was like, well, need to rechange, you know, change something again. And I think for me, like this has really made me realize the kind of person I want in my life right now. Like if this is going to be a longer lasting thing, I don't know about you guys, but for me, I have come to realize like I one need somebody who's positive and calm. Sure. Yeah. I definitely feel like I need somebody who's conscientious because I can't deal with a dumb fuck who doesn't like, I'm not, I'm, I'll, I'll cut off there, but who, who, <laughs> who, you know, believes any, you know, rando conspiracy, like maybe aliens brought this to the world. Um, but that was a plus or a, or a, or my- <laughs> that's a, a okay, little go, bit go of on. a no, right, um, for me, uh, and, you know, just, just somebody who, who is using this time productively is also important for me sure. because, um, I think it would be stressing me out if I had to worry about somebody not having anything to do with their time and then just getting fucking bored and cranky and whatever. Yeah. So like, has, has it made you guys think about any of that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I think also people want to know, like, I think that more people will be inclined to seek out a true, like, companion mm-hmm. from all of this. You know, like, I think that, you know, there is that fear, like, what if you just, uh, a quarantine starts up and you just happen to be dating someone who you like, okay, but really it's just that she's hot or something. And then, you know, next thing you know, you guys are like, okay, so are we going to quarantine together? And you're like, can I take four months of this, you know, or, you know, I don't know, maybe. Uh, yeah, that's a, that's a really, really good point about like a companion through this. Right. Which is like the whole point of this episode of like, is it time to change sort of the single ways? And I think when you are in a different, if you're in just a mindset to date, I think the priorities are different, correct? Do you guys think? Yeah. yeah. Dating as opposed to, you know, just sex, in other words. Yeah, sex for sure. versus like dating frivolously versus, hey, I, you know, this is making me realize I need to, I need something more. Mm-hmm. Or even like going out with someone who maybe you're not 100% like, yeah, I totally really want her. It's more like, oh, I, I have Friday available and she's available and it might be a nice date. Maybe you're less inclined to accept things like that 
because you realize like, hey, maybe she's not that top tier I'm looking for (laughs) or something. You can look past the veneer. I think that's one thing we might see a lot more of as we move toward this post-quarantine thing, because you have to think about how quarantine is going to affect all of of society, like in the idea of pop culture. Are we going to start having to see, you know, people dating during quarantine, like having episodes about shows where everyone was quarantined, like when series pick back up, we're going to have to address this moment in time. And I think with that responsibility comes an even larger responsibility of addressing our own wants and and needs and desires as we move forward. Because as we move forward, we're going to realize we escaped something, you know, that could have been even more catastrophic. So what do we really want? Mm -hmm. It's like a brush with, you know, you know, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, also now most people can't get their hair done, can't get their fucking nails did. We can't. So, I mean, the dude I'm seeing, I joked with him. I was like, you're fucking like, if you like this with nothing, you're going to be, you're going to get the, the good deal after like you're, you're being prepped for like all the shitty stuff now. And then you'll see like a nice, nice Tasha <laughs> afterwards. But yeah, like, Cause doesn't all of this just make you realize like so many things just didn't fucking matter. Mm. And what is the point of, I mean, we're, we're going to talk about that in the next episode too, about sex and sex after quarantine. But that idea of like health is the most important thing in the world. Like none of this matters if we're dead, it just doesn't. And so what are you willing to now sort of, um, I I don't know, you know, compromise or whatever for that. Like, what are you willing to give up for your health or what's worth the risk? Um, is it worth the risk with some rando Mm -hmm. or is it better for us to like find, somebody, whatever. I mean, it could also be, and you know, I don't want to even want to make this episode about finding people. Cause I, I don't think that's the, the, the solution in life. I think right. at the end of the day, you could still be living under the same roof with somebody and be completely alone. Um, but it is that idea of like, are we making the right decisions for us or are we making shitty decisions? Yeah. And why are we making those decisions? Yeah. <laughs> I, th- I think trust is going to be a bigger factor than ever before. You know, um, you know, a lot of this, you know, obviously makes people consider who they're talking to and, and Hey, does that person, is there a chance they've been exposed? And, you know, maybe, I mean, it's hard to say when you live somewhere like, you know, in LA, uh, we meet tons of people all the time. We work with tons of people. We work with large crews of people, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, how do you safely avoid that? You know, I know um, some places might be filming more remote, you know, or, or, you know, places where there's less people around, Mm. you know, uh, to help minimize risks to crew and and things like that. You know, there's a, it it changes the way we have to function, which is really strange. Oh, definitely. Well, yeah, it changes the way we have to function, but it's also, uh, you have to look again, I keep going back to this. I don't know. I'm not sure why, but I feel like when you look at society, again, LA, you're saying it's a big place. The places where we used to go to be social are not Mm. going to be as available to us to go to. Like, I don't know, you know, if other things key up, how soon is it going to be that clubs and bars and restaurants are able to key back up 
and you know, the ones that have managed to survive the, the quarantine. Right. So where do we go once this is even over? Mm-hmm. Where do we go to, you know, meet that person if it's not on an app? And right. how do we get social again? Social distancing walk? Yeah, this is <laughs> what I'm saying. It's, it's like that. Uh, we go from safe sex to safer sex. Yeah. <laughs> Problem sex. solved. For sure. It's like hazmat suits. Yeah. You know, well, we're, we're going to discuss more of the, the physical aspect in the next episode. Um, but in this one, I, I, I mean, as we are, as we wrap it out, I want to know what you guys think about like, okay, this has made you realize you might want something more. What are some actionable steps people can take um, or or things you guys have done or thought about to sort of increase your chances or or just whatever, just fucking evolve? <laughs> it's really that. Like, like I said before, for me, it was finally hunkering down and getting on the apps and talking to people and just getting out of my own head. Like literally I had like a mild panic attack when I was like, when I first downloaded it and people were like coming at me and I was like, Oh my God, I don't know what to do. Blah, blah, blah. So it's just sort of like using this time again to be like, we're home. It's fine. Low pressure. I don't have to actually see anybody and just get out of your comfort zone and do it. <laughs> yeah. Go from there. Cliff. For me, I, I, I really have to say that I think it's going to be getting back to work. Like mm-hmm. even I'm working now, I mean, like actually getting back to whatever the new normal is. And once I do that, then I just know here's here. Okay. I found it. <laughs> it's an openness. I think it's walking into post quarantine with an overall openness to people, to ideas, to things and going like, all right, let me see what, what happens as I go back to my life and whatever my new normal is. And if I'm open to the new experiences with new people and realize from all this, that that's what, you know, this was all about was connectivity. Then I think the right people and places will just really, I know it might sound new agey, but present themselves. Mm-hmm. No, I think that's um, definitely true. I, th- you know, something I have said on the podcast before and I applied to my own life was, you know, when you, if, if you want something to change, if you want your life to change, Um, you know, life is a series of choices. If you want something to change, make better choices. And it is that idea that like, you know, I've been, I got a bunch of messages from listeners recently about issues with exes or people that they were, um, they were dating and they weren't all in and, and asking me like, do you think I was a problem or was this other person the problem? Even though it was clearly the other person was the problem. But, you know, I would suggest like for, for those people in all the various stages, um, whether it's that you're hung up on somebody um, or you are just trying to be open to meeting somebody new in the first place, it is that idea of just letting go of some of that past mm-hmm. stuff. And especially with like, stop making excuses for a fuck boy or a fuck girl or fucking just losers. Like just stop making excuses for them. Um, you know, if people are going to show up for you, they're going to show up for you. And if they're not showing up for you, it's time to make a different choice. Um, and go, you know what, maybe I got to choose me and, and seek somebody who puts me first. Um, and I think, uh, 
like, you know, something I did, which, um, I have no issues in talking about, which is when I, when I finally got back on the dating apps, I paid, um, for hinge, I did a three month paid thing because I'm in a place where I was like, I don't want a 21 year old hitting me up. And so I wanted all the fucking specifics to be able to choose the type of person I wanted. And I was very specific. I was like, no hard drugs, no this, no this, you know, my height cut off. I don't give a fuck. Like I was like, this is what I want. And I wanted to be able to choose all these things. Um, because I'm now trying to make a different choice for a different stage in my life. So and of course, then the the types of people that hit me up were completely different. Mm. Um, and once in a blue moon, somebody'd sneak in, but but mostly didn't. Um, and so I encourage people that there are lots of ways to, you know, yes, take the step of getting out there if that's that's the stage you you're first at. If you're in a stage of like, hey, I I, I need to meet a better person mm-hmm. for me then do those things. Who gives a fuck at the end of the day, when you're with somebody, nobody's going to give a shit how you got there. Like really nobody will care. Like who gives a shit? It's true. Here, here. Well, that, that just shut everybody up. <laughs> <laughs> like such a normal place to like kind of go out. If I was, you know, like if I was Adam, I'd be like, all right, and we're out. I know, right? <laughs> that's not how this show works, Cliff. No, 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 great. Then I'll jump in. I don't mind. <laughs> no, I'm fucking around. Um, I mean, yeah. Do you got any other kind of, you know, last points? Later. I think the the only other thing I'd add is that it's, um, you know, it's that thing we've always had with online dating or, you know, app dating, whatever kind it is, is that, um, you always need to, you get a preview of that person. Um, and in most cases, I'd assume they're showing you what they see as their best self, uh, or most attractive self anyway. And, um, you know, you want to, the struggle is getting to know people behind that, you know, and, and realizing who it is because there are unfortunately a lot of manipulators out there, uh, and people going through different things at different times in their lives. And you don't exactly know all the details of everyone. So, you know, you got to just sort of be cautious and and you still want to try to find the best match for yourself that way. Yeah. And that said, guys, finding a partner isn't the end goal in life. And they're not going to be able to fill you up if you're not filled up yourself. So... The other thing of changing part of your single ways is also just taking time to figure you out Mm. um, and to to be as content as possible with you. Um, And that means figuring out things like why you feel uncomfortable uh, or, you know, what you're looking for or just why don't I feel okay by myself today. Um, and then kind of, you know, you can do all that work simultaneously. It doesn't mean like that's all you have to focus on, but the idea that if you find somebody after this, great. But if you don't find somebody after this, you should also be great. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah. Well, I'm going to add to what you're saying is that, um, 
No, now what was I going to say? Okay, so <laughs> you also have to be great by yourself. Sure. All right, go go back to someone else. I'm going to come back with my thought because <laughs> I was thinking about that. I was like, that's a really good concept, and then yeah, it went away. So anyone else <laughs> jump in? Well, and it's, it's, come I back mean, it's something that I applied to me because, uh, like, people did joke, you know, when I when I put the tweet up about commitment phobes everywhere regretting their decisions, people were like, oh, isn't that you? And I, I was like, no, actually, that's why I didn't feel bad saying it. I was like, just because you're single doesn't mean you're a commitment phobe. I used to be a commitment phobe, which was like, I was purposely choosing shitty people. Yeah. And I really feel that that is a sign of commitment phobia as well, is knowingly choosing somebody you know isn't ready because it kept me from making a decision. Like it kept me from make being wholeheartedly in. Cause I was like, this isn't really going to work. This person isn't there. Um, it's scarier when you meet somebody who's actually there. Right. And then you're like, Oh my God, I, I actually have to commit. This is a good person. I, why should I not move forward in life? You know, like, and so that part of me doesn't, I, I don't think exists as much anymore. It always there is there a little bit, but it doesn't exist as much. But even then I had to work for a long time to learn to be okay alone. And, and there was a difference again, when we did the episode of like being alone versus loneliness, mm-hmm. where I very rarely now feel lonely, you know? Um, I miss my family probably more than anything, but I've created an infrastructure with myself that is like, I'm so content that if I were 80 and I died alone, I'd be like, all right, well, (laughs) as long as I'm living every fucking day and kicking ass and doing my things. And that doesn't mean I'm not going to have sex in between. (laughs) I just mean that I'm not gonna, like, I don't need a hole to be filled by somebody else because they're not going to be able to. So I remembered what I was going to say. So what I was going to say is vis-a-vis the commitment phobe idea, one way that I found to, to eradicate that, eradicate big parts of it is the same thing I did before I had a puppy and before I had a baby, which is play the game. It sounds silly, but play the game. Like what would I do if I had a puppy right now? What would I do if I had a baby right now? And then you realize, like, oh, I'm going to wait about six years to have a baby. And when you start playing that game every day, and when you're alone, the best thing that I found you could do, which is what I've been doing the last year, is what would I do if I had a girlfriend right now? Like, those times where it hits you, mm. where you're like, oh, I feel like I wish I had someone. I'm lonely. Like, all right, great. What would you do right now? So she's here. She just fulfilled your, your loneliness. She gave you a hug. And now what? Right. Um, Oh, I kind of want to play this video game and be alone. Right. Start realizing how much time you think you want to spend with someone and how much time in actuality you really do want to spend with someone. And you stop romanticizing it. Mm. There you go. Let's put it out. I love that. Yes, that's great. <laughs> what would I do if I had a mate right now? Right. And that's really exactly it. it's, it's the idea of, you know, the best relationships, at least the ones I've heard about, are no. ones where... <laughs> where people are whole and, and that doesn't mean you're ever going to be fully fixed or, you know, something like that. You're never going to be fucking triggered. No, not that. Just the idea that as much as possible, you're in a good place and the other person is in a good place and you can both be, um, cool together, but you can also be cool apart because the idea like 
something that really hit me personally that made me mentally change was realizing that at some point in your life, every single human has to be alone because the truth, and I don't mean to be morbid, but is that the moment of your death is alone. You could still be around people, but the death is alone is still your experience of your own. So at the end of the day, life is your own experience and everybody else is around and they can, you know, that idea of like reason, season, lifetime, like they play a part, everybody plays a part in it, but the experience of your life is 100% your own. And so the only way for you to feel like your cup is, cup is filleth or whatever is, is to fill that cup with you, like whatever that genuinely means for you and, and try to imagine what that life would be alone, because at some point you're going to have to go through it, whether that's at five years old and your parents left you and you're an orphan to, you know, being 25 and like me living in a new country by yourself with no friends to being 80 and you're the love of your life died. And now you have to spend the last seven years of your life alone. You know, like you're going to go through it at some point. So I feel like trying to master that sooner than later is better so that when you do get to that, wherever point you're like, all right, life is no matter what again, great as much as possible either way. Amen. Amen. Okay. <laughs> so guys, change your ways. Not kidding. Um, Cliff, yes. uh, you're not done. Um, oh, okay. because we have something and I didn't even prep you for this. So okay. good luck. Um, good we do something called six questions with every guest. Um, mm-hmm. it's sort of a rapid fire. It's our, <laughs> um, you know, version of the Bernard Pivot questionnaire from inside the actor studio. Um, okay. but it's about dating. <laughs> All right. Let's so do you it. Ready? Don't overthink it. Whatever the fucking first thing comes out of your head. All right, let's do it. Cliff, what is the first thing you notice about a potential partner? Their looks. What is your one deal breaker? Crazy. Batshit crazy. Um, What turns you on? Crazy. (laughs) 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 To define it. This... um, What's one of your strengths and one of your weaknesses in relationships? One of my strengths is one of my strengths is I know all my weaknesses, and my biggest weakness is I, I think I have far more strengths. Than I, <laughs> oh my God. I love it. Um, besides, oh no, wait. What is love? Love is two people living separate lives together and creating something that expands well beyond their lifetime. Mm. Oh, wow, I really like that. Wow. That's a great off the cuff <laughs> response. Damn. That was off the cuff. No, I'd never have heard these questions actually, but I'm in. Um, yeah, I like it. Your last one. Okay. Uh, this is my favorite question. Besides, I love you, what three words would you want your partner to tell you? <laughs> I mean, you're, you're so great. Love it. Yeah, just, there you go. Yeah, great. Did it. Um, Cliff Dorfman, thank you so much for being on the podcast. How can people find your show and you and and all your fun things? 
Well, the Cliff Dorfman Show is live 3.30 to 4.30 on YouTube, FaceTime, Insta, Twitter. I'm Cliff Dorfman on Twitter and Cliff Dorfman 88 on Instagram. And uh, there's also Cliff Dorfman Show podcast, which is longer form interviews. And I think we have about 15 of those up. Layla George just posted with part two from Animal Kingdom. And uh, before that was John and the, Jonathan Silverman. So yeah, you can find me in all those places. And thank you for having me. This is so much fun. Oh my God, we love you. Um, uh, Friends, thank you so much for listening to this episode. Also follow us on social media. We're at Kind of Dating Across the Board. I'm at Natasha Chandel on Instagram, Natasha underscore Chandel on Twitter, Natasha Chandel official on Facebook, Adam Aisha. I'm at Aisha Says Dance across all social media networks. And I'm Adam Pineless online. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Um, Thanks, friends, for downloading this episode. Once again, you got nothing better to do right now. I know. So if you could please take a few seconds and leave us a review on iTunes, we would be very grateful. Also, share the show with your friends. Um, Anybody maybe going through this right now or anybody just wanting to learn about what the dating world is like. Um, please share it with your friends and send us your dating stories and thoughts via voice memo to kindadating at gmail.com. Finally, I know it seems tough out there, but just try. Till next time. Kind of Dating is created, produced, and hosted by myself, Natasha Chandel. Aisha Holden is my co-host. Our producer is Adam Pineless, and our intern is Karina Uribe. The opening music is composed by Joe Lorenzetti, and our logo and graphics are by Jenna Yenick and K. Daniel Ellis.